All right. Are the levels high enough? No, I don't think they are. We're going to turn that up a little bit. Okay, that's better. All right, Mike, you ready? Maximum effort. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray. I am joined this week by... Mike, and only Mike. Yeah, um... Ben hasn't gotten a chance to see the movie, and Wookiee is still on indeterminate sabbatical. Um... So... It's just the two of us today. Um... We are going to be talking about Deadpool 2. Standard rules apply. Uh, thoughts without spoilers... Um, followed by music, followed by spoilers. But of course, we also still have to start with This Week in Geek. Um, and the spoiler of the week and all that. Um, and since we've kind of been having a poor upload schedule recently, we do apologize for that. It's entirely my fault. Um, I don't have enough time to edit these and put them together as readily as I would like to. I'm in the middle of a play. That's the first big thing. Uh... Shakespeare in the Columns Actress Theater Missouri is pro is uh, producing a production of Bunch of Do About Nothing, which will be performed at the Springfield Art Museum here in Springfield, Missouri, um, the last two weekends in uh, June. Admission is free and open to the public. If anyone wants to come see me portray someone who is stoned out of their mind, and then catch them into the show. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Yes, it was had to, had to pluck it. Um, other things of note that have happened since the last time we talked, and or perhaps we already mentioned it, but I can't remember if we did or not. Um, about a week and a half ago, uh, John Bain, also known as Total Biscuit, died. Um, complications due to colon cancer. Lots of prayers, etc., to Jenna. There's a GoFundMe campaign for helping to cover medical expe uh, funerary expenses and things along those lines um, for them. Yeah, it gets kind of macabre, like mentioning all these deaths, but it's like it's relevant, you know. I mean, yeah, this is actually one that kind of hit that that uh, of of people we have announced who have died. This one actually kind of hits me because. Kind of one of my big goals was maybe to get to be a guest at some point on the co-optional podcast. Well, that's the thing too is when you follow like a uh, like a streamer, or YouTuber, or whatever. Especially if it's someone who does their own thing specifically and they're not part of like a bigger like ensemble cast mm -hmm. or thing like that. It's a lot more intimate. Yeah, like the fandom. You know, it's like a. It feels. You know, it's one of those things where, especially in the nature of that, where you have someone who is like candidly like providing opinions and experience and stuff as opposed to just like like there, there's this kind of like sheer of like um i don't know like like it's a couple steps removed when it's just like hey here's some critic that put a thing out in a paper but it was a, it's, it's just kind of like it's more i don't know it's kind of hard to put into words but it's like it just seems like uh they have a more direct connection with their fans and vice versa, especially yeah. with all the like the social media age and all that. So I feel like it does hit a little closer to home whenever somebody like that dies or something bad happens to them or mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, definitely um, understand that. Yeah, so that sucks. Yeah, we have good news though as well. 
Mike's, what's some of our good news? Uh, good news. Well, we have, um, I guess it all depends on your opinion, really. <laughs> if you don't care for the things, you may be indifferent or even think it's bad news, but uh, pretty much uh, everyone loves Spider-Man, so there's the Inter Into the Spider-Man-verse trailer that just dropped that looks yeah. interesting. That trailer, I saw that trailer in theaters um, during, I can't remember what movie I went to see. It wasn't like... I, I, it was something where I wasn't expecting to see a Spider-Man trailer. Right. So I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of... It's like, I was sitting down, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, this is a, a Spider-Man trailer? It was like... I can't even I can't even remember. I go to see so many movies yeah. these days because that's one of the things I like to do for fun, except right now I'm acting, which means I have no life. Um, I, I rehearse six days a week. <laughs> After yeah, I get I off work, it's crazy. good night, free time. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, it was something, and it looks really interesting. It, the art style's really cool. Um, it's very hard to describe. Just watch the trailer. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Tra <laughs> it, it's the trailer is worth it's a watch. It's not one of. And it's not really one of those things where I th where you're gonna like get a bunch of crap from the trailer. Right. Although, yeah. interestingly enough, I heard an interesting uh, interview on NPR a couple days ago uh, talking about the the science of writing trailers. Yeah. They were interviewing the people that did the uh, Infinity War trailer, and they're like, "Yeah, well, with the Infinity War trailer, you have to put you you have to seed enough truth in there, right? But you put in a whole hell of a lot of lies as well. Yeah. Like." That famous scene, the, the the famous scene in the trailer where Thanos is slamming down his hand and Captain America ca catches the gauntlet. Right. In the trailer, there's only two stones in the gauntlet. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, because they're actively trying to throw people off. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting little ballet that is done with the with the level of truth and uh, falsehoods that they do, and most of it is simply uh, sins of omission. Yeah, they'll, they'll cut things in a way to give someone the wrong impression. Yeah, um, to make it look like one thing happened, even though another thing did, even though it didn't. And then sometimes it's just the luck of the draw with how things turn out. Because uh, I mean, if you remember the Rogue One trailer, there's a lot of stuff in there that just never made the director's uh, cut. Of, well, I shouldn't say direct. I should say theatrical cut mm -hmm. of the movie, like the Tie Fighter that like hovers up right in front of her, right in front of uh, Urso, and it's like, nope, that never happened. Yeah. And Speaking of Star Wars, we're probably going to talk solo next week. Um. Right. Uh, so, yeah, trailers and all that good stuff. Um, also worth noting, uh, it's Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Yep. So for people who have heard about Miles as Spider-Man but don't can't pl uh, plop down money in a big old pile of comic books to see what it's about, mm -hmm. it's a good opportunity to you know check it out. He's going to be the protagonist, although apparently Peter's also going to be, be in, the, in the movie. Yeah, which, you know, different verses or whatever makes total sense. Yep. You know? Uh, what else we got? Um, E3 just began. E3 began today. Um, probably next week we'll need to do E3 recap coverage. Things yeah, that we at saw. The moment, there's really not much about. to say. It's like, yep, that's a thing. That is E3 happening. is definitely happening right now. Yeah, so we'll have a good roundup of, you know, whatever they have to announce or show off. Shared this to the Facebook page a couple weeks ago, but I'll uh, read it here as well. Apparently, Todd McFarlane, um, the creator of Spawn, um, has 
they're remaking Spawn, and they have cast Jamie Foxx as the titular character. Which, by the way, I think is fantastic casting. I agree. Because he can do... He's got so much range. He, he's good at pulling off like, like the, the confident badass, but has also got great comedy chops. And, I mean, there's not a whole lot of that in Spawn, but sometimes there's some weird situations in macabre humor that is drawn from all the bleakness. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that would be interesting. Um, you know, also you shared the Shaq Fu Allegedly yes. Born thing. <laughs> Shaq Fu, the Legend Reborn, launched, like, this last Thursday... As so, of recording time. I guess it's like if you enjoy looking at train wrecks. Um, the game actually looks like a pretty <laughs> solid beat-em-up. It may be. I don't know. But, well, I mean, somehow people greenlit this shit, right? It so got kick-started like, heavily. Yeah. Well, okay, let's, let's take that for what it's worth, though. That's a lot of people being like, hey, that was a thing in my childhood. Here's a few bucks. I, I think, honestly, it was a lot of people saying, this will be hilarious. I want to see this which, I want to see this travesty. Which breaks which brings me back to my original mm-hmm. point. It's a train wreck thing. It's like it's like Mr. it's like MST3K for a game. I mean, it's like when back in uh, many moons ago when there were like crappy people and American Idol that would get voted up because people would like organize like oh let's see how far we can get this really crappy singer <laughs> I mean it's like it's sad on one level speaking of crappy singers Shaquille O'Neal actually does uh, voices himself in the game too Wait, he he rapped didn't he he had a 90s. very unsuccessful rap career <clears throat> oh god it's like when Eddie Murphy tried to you know, <laughs> Eddie Murphy was parties all the time my girl wants to party all the time. Eddie Murphy's <laughs> music career was way better than Shaq's. Oh, God. That, that is such a sad sentence to just reflect on. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about I mean, it is terrible. There were a couple decently good songs that Eddie Murphy put out. Party All the Time wasn't even all that bad. No, the sheer repetition. Well, yeah. But yeah, I mean, relatively, if you compare it to Shaq, I mean, that's obviously a very low bar for a very tall person, but <laughs> uh, regardless. what you did there. Uh, yeah. What else did we discuss? Fallout 76. That's Fallout a big 76. We have almost no information about Fallout 76. Massive other speculation than, on the internet. Other than it's a thing, and, um... Most people seem to think it's an online thing. That's the big thing. The other, the other thing that was stated to be a leak on Reddit, but it may or may not actually be a leak... Uh, could just be conspiracy theory, theorizing and pandering. Um, the idea is that they're not going to allow third-party modifications of the game, only going to be allow, allowing it through the Creator Club slash Bethesda.net. Hmm. Which, um... Yeah, I don't know about that. The modding community is not particularly thrilled about. But still... Assuming that it is true. Yeah, it's very early speculation. Yeah. Um, and it, honestly, if that happens, the modern community will throw the largest fit in the world of it. I would like to think. I would like to think they're ever. savvy enough to not bite the hand that feeds. Like yeah. That. Um, I, I feel like it would. It's probably online, but probably not an MMO. And I hope that's the case. I think. Well, it's not, it wasn't going to be an MMO. The, the theory was that it was going to be a survival, a, a, a partner survival game. Yeah, like what, like Rust or in, something. Yeah, in, in similar vein to Rust, which is not really massively multiplayer. Yeah. You're dropping into servers with at most like maybe thirty people. Yeah, I think I think by the time it comes Even in the heyday of Rust. I feel I feel like it when the by the time it comes out, if that's what it actually is, that like that trend will have kind of run its course. 
and that would be really poor timing. See, like, here's mm-hmm. a perfect analogy of that. Remember when Angry Birds came out and, and everyone's like, hey, bro, where were you? Like, that shit was popular three years ago. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's a late-to-the-party scenario, and I that would be bad on multiple levels. The game wouldn't do nearly yeah. as good. It would be bad for them, and then the players probably aren't that interested in that yeah. either. The other thing that is worth saying here is that this is not considered... Like, they're still working on Fallout 5. Right. This is not Fallout 5. Yeah, they're not... This is yeah. something they're making while they're still working on, on the main series game. Yeah, I mean, you got a gravy train. You want to keep that train running, so mm-hmm. that's that's good. Uh, Hitman 2 is announced. That's another big AAA game thing going on. Mm-hmm. I keep meaning to pick up the all of the game, all of the Hitman Hitman One episodes on Steam because it was released episodically. Because I actually do really enjoy, um, I really enjoy uh, stealth gameplay. Yeah. Like Thief: The Dark Project was my jam, um, and things along those lines. I didn't play. I didn't get a chance to play the new Thief, but that was okay because I heard it sucked. I heard it was mediocre. Like, I heard it didn't that, outright suck. It just wasn't like wasn't nearly as good as the original. It wasn't series. as good as Thief, and everyone was saying, you know, if you want to play a good Thief game, Dishonored. play Dishonored. Right. Yeah. And they were right. Yeah, you've got two Dishonoreds out. So it's kind of like, <laughs> what's the point? Unless you've already played both and you're really hungry for another stealth game, which yeah, of course by that point you would have probably already played it because that came out long before Dishonored two did. Yeah. But anyway, uh, oh, other game stuff. Um, as you mentioned, there's the Yakuza remasters for 3, 4, and 5. Yes, that has been announced. Uh, it's only been announced officially in Japan, but I expect they'll port it because the entirety of the porting that they do for for the Yakuza games is text. Right. They don't they, they don't record English uh, voiceover. All they do all they have to do to port Yakuza the the Yakuza remasters 3, 4, and 5 to the US <coughs> is Redo the the Japanese text to English for the item descriptions and write subtitles. There you go. <laughs> Pretty simple. It sure is cost efficient. It's I, plus yeah. I kind of feel like it would be weird if you didn't <clears throat> like if you did that and then all of a sudden like halfway through they're like okay now we're gonna do VO guys like that would be very jarring and yeah. I feel like I kind of feel like the people that the people that don't already know about it don't care. The people that do are probably going to get the game and they're happy with it the way it is. Yeah. So why bother? Just keep mm-hmm. on keeping on. Yeah, I mean, Yakuza 6, which got a U.S. release, also didn't have any uh, American... Uh, also didn't have any English VO. Because it's set in Japan. Right. In the modern day. Yeah. Why would you have people speak English other than occasional English? <laughs> which well, does still occasionally happen in... Yeah. I mean, you have Sleeping Dogs in Hong Kong, but there's a lot more English there, of course. But yeah, I thought that was interesting how you have, like, the Cantonese subtitles and, like, uh, voice work and stuff. Um, I didn't see... I didn't play Sleeping Dogs, so I couldn't... They have, they have a definitive edition that's got, like, the game and all the DLC and stuff, and it's, it's remastered for the current systems. It's <laughs> really good. It was one of the free Xbox Live Gold games, like, a while back. Oh, okay. And I, I picked it up. I'd already played the original, but I had the subscription, so it was free. Yeah, So I'm like, what the hell? I'll run through it all nice and purdy, and then get to play all the bonus stuff that I didn't shell out for at the time. Yeah, it's a really fun game. Uh, the combat's really good, and it has a cool, like... Uh, vibe to it you know it's like it on the surface level it's very grand theft auto-esque with how a lot of it works but the combat's way better and more involved and there's also just like some stuff that's kind of like 
kind of hard to put into words that make it a lot different than Grand Theft Auto. Uh, but anyway, Sleeping Dogs, great game. If you haven't played it, play it. In other news, um, Detroit Become Human came out a couple weeks back now. Mm-hmm. I finished my first playthrough. I almost finished my first playthrough, but I got super mad at it. Um, I got to the final act and then got two of my my protagonists killed. Oh, in the because I was I was avoiding the police, and I checked the police. The police people were way the heck over here, and then suddenly they were right next to me, and I got shot and killed. And I called bullshit. Okay. They were walking away from me, and then suddenly there they were, and they scanned me, they found out I was an android, and they executed me on the spot. Yeah. I got Come. mad. Unbecome human. That's yeah, Good game, game, though. Really good game. with Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it's like when you're going on some crazy spree, and you're doing all these amazing things, and you just, like, bump one little car, and, like, the police dude just, like, immediately throws you out of the car, and you're just instantly busted. And it's so <laughs> anticlimactic. Uh, let's see what else we got. A lot of game stuff this time. Uh, there's a there's a leak that Just Cause 4 is happening, so that'll probably be a ways out, but that's a thing for people that are... If you enjoy the madness in. of Just Cause. Yeah, and then J.J. Uh, Abrams developed a games division for his Bad Robot Company. Bad, Bad Robot, Robot games. games, which is all we know about that situation right now. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much it. Um, oh, there's a couple of uh, movie trailers that came out recently. There's Ralph Breaks the Internet. The sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. And a teaser trailer for sequel to the Lego movie, which I'm sure they're hoping does much better than the fiasco that was Ninjago. <laughs> that made about $5 for them. Yeah, Ninjago wasn't good. Lego Batman was great, though. Uh, Lego Batman is amazing. And I, I just want to take a moment to say, like, for anyone who just, like, uh, doesn't think that they'd be interested in seeing any of those Lego movies, like, you just written them off... Go see it. Like, do you like Batman? Okay, maybe you don't even like Batman. Do you like humor? Do you like movies in general? You will like the movie. It's one of those things that has, like, the most broadest appeal that I've seen in a very long time. But it still does it in a very clever way. And it's just really good VO, and just the whole thing is just hilarious and fun from start to finish. Also, the computer was voiced by Siri. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's so... Isn't that weird that technically Siri has an IMDb now? Technically, yeah, she does. It's interesting. She keeps popping up. I mean, it's mainly Although, ads. Also, technically speaking, there's this person who is the voice of who, like, uh, okay, yeah, like, so you, whoever whoever Siri's voice is. Well, it's it's weird because the Siri voice, the thing that says things, yeah, is a Vocaloid projection. Yeah. The person who who provided who provided the voice for Siri, all they did was provide. Sounds right. The various sounds that the human mouth that the human mouth can make in speaking English words. Oh, I see. Okay. Which now gets strung together by a computer. So it's like they're the raw ingredients, and then Siri is the cooked meal. If mm-hmm. you will. That's interesting. Yeah, if you're not familiar with Vocaloids, it's sort of interesting. It's a lot easier in Japan where it started because there's like 55 sounds in the Japanese language. Oh, and um, <laughs> so you got to think uh, Alexa's getting up there too, right? I mean, after all, she had the shout-outs in the tick because Amazon plug plug. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, so obvious. Uh, but yeah, that's about all we got for We Can Geek this Should time. Should probably actually get to the uh, subject at hand. Uh, the spoiler of the week, which is the closest I think we've ever come to actually having a spoiler in the spoiler of the week. It's not actually a spoiler, though. Here we go. 
It was Brad Pitt. It's more of a teaser than a spoiler. It was actually Brad Pitt. <laughs> yes. So, non-spoilery stuff. So, non-spoilers. Deadpool 2. I'll ask you again, even though we, we had this discussion before the microphone was on. Indeed. Um, did you like it as much as, less than, or more than the original Deadpool? I would say as much as is probably the closest barometer there. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, just in the moment, I was laughing almost the whole time. Oh, yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, that's right there. It, it tells you most of yeah. what you need to know. It's definitely <laughs> worth seeing. Yeah. Um, I actually think I liked it a little bit more than the first Deadpool uh, movie, but I wouldn't have liked it if it had, if it were, the, I wouldn't have liked it as much if it had been the first Deadpool movie. Right, right. Like, I like the fact that we didn't have to go through the boring-ass origin story. Which, to be fair, I think they did a good job of keeping it interesting. Yeah. Despite it being very paint-by-numbers. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, they realize that, and then they, like, lampshade it and make it entertaining. Like, in the opening credits where they have the joke credits, you know, like, a moody teen and yep. all that stuff. Yeah. Also, props to having the joke credits again. Yep, yep. Which I don't think is a spoiler so much as a... Duh. Yeah, it's like the it's first thing It's a Deadpool see. movie. Yeah. They did it. They. It was funny the first time they did it again. And you would think, you know, it goes without saying, but I will say it anyway. If you like the first Deadpool, see the second Deadpool. Oh, it yeah. It lives up to the legacy of the first one. I want to go see it again the next time I have free time, which will be in July. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> okay, that's not entirely true. There's a Tuesday I'm going to go see Blazing Saddles. Oh yeah, at Alamo. that big Alamo event. Yeah. Well, I was there for their I was there for, for their soft open. I figure I owe it to myself to go to their to their first birthday. I actually may wind up going to that too. It looks pretty. Those cool. tickets are going fast. Yeah, I'll have to pass on it if I want to. Commit. Assuming they're they're not already gone. I'll check. Uh, I'll check pretty soon. But yeah. Um. Anyhow. Um. Other things that are really great or that are really worth saying. Um. I really like Brolin as, as uh, Cable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did a good job. And I think they got the look of him pretty good, too. Yeah. Like, it's... it's uh, I, I would say it's accurate without being so over-the-top comic-y that it's distracting. Without being accurately cartoonish. Too like, accurate, yeah. yeah. Because then you get into the Rob Liefeld original, like... I have 20 million muscles on top of muscles and pouches and guns that are bigger than my body. Yeah, and it's just you know, like, my uh, thigh is wider than my head. Right. Uh, <laughs> twice as, yeah, my thighs are twice as wide as my head because Liefeld can't do proportions right. Which, by the way, also, um, you know, applies to Deadpool himself because in the original Deadpool, like, they did a great job of making this, they, they made the suit accurate, and they, they have the expressiveness with, like, the eyes and stuff, but at the same time, he didn't have, like, 20 million pouches and all that goofy, you know, it's like, it's just goofy enough. If anyone was going to have 20 million pouches and get away with it, it would be Deadpool, though. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I mean, he's he's not really supposed to be, um, never was, uh, <laughs> supposed to be a serious character. Although, to be fair, there were runs where there were actually some really serious, like, uh, subject matter that they uh, tackle in the comics because mm-hmm. they talk on themes of like death and suicide and um, like loneliness and like all sorts of dark stuff for such a jokey silly character you know because again this is someone who essentially could never die 
So it's like that whole immortality, depression thing where it's like, oh, hey, everyone I ever know and love will die, and I will outlive yeah. them, and I'll have no meaning to my life. Immortality sucks. At least that's one operational theory. Yeah, it's the whole be careful what you wish for, you might get it thing. But yeah, back on track with the movie version of Deadpool. Um, that's the other general thoughts. Um, I feel like they did a good job of um, kind of like upping the scale and spectacle without doing it just for the sake of doing it. Because that was one of my concerns was that the first Deadpool had a modest budget. And, uh, you know, in, in Hollywood terms anyway. <laughs> in big movie release terms. Yeah. Uh, but in, And they did well with it. And some of it actually fueled the creativity with how they approached scenes and choreography and stuff. Uh, with how they set certain things up. And with this, you know that there's going to be more characters, and it's going to—it's everything's bigger because the first movie was a crazy success. And I feel like they did a good job of kind of like uh, limiting themselves to not going crazy with things, yeah. not just doing things for the sake of doing them. It in short, it felt like the first movie. Yep. So that's good. Um, other thing that I wanted to say. Um, fuck everyone who was mad about Domino being black. She yeah. was great in this movie. Yeah, and again, it's just like, a lot of it, too, is just like, even if it's not, you know, uh, inherently or motivated by, like, racist stuff, it's just silliness and pettiness in the sense of people, like, going, well, actually, this is the color scheme or the costume or whatever, and it's like, guys, it's a movie. It's going to be different. Just do you... Re- uh, and, and, and I'm sorry, but, like... Domino's original color scheme can't be done realistically because she wasn't just white, she was bleach white. Right. She yeah. was like clown makeup on the Joker white, and you can't do that right. Yeah, how's that gonna look good on screen? Like, how's that gonna work? It just that's just silly, you know? I mean, come on. Yeah. It's like it's like if it's like if they did Deadpool and Cable like we were talking about in the original 90s Liefeld, like it just wouldn't work. Got to get Hans and Franz up there. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah, so, and, yeah, I mean, and, you know, again, like, that's the least important thing, it basically, is, like, her outward appearance. Like, that's not what makes the character interesting. Now, there are some characters where, like, getting the visuals right is more important, I will grant you. But for Domino, no, not so much. Yeah, it's, what makes her interesting is, like, her first of all, her power, which is luck, which is weird. And then secondly, like, you know, how, like, her relationships with other characters and her changing allegiances and stuff. Like, that's what makes the character interesting to me, personally. But yeah, I think they did a great job of uh, pulling off Domino and Cable, like you said. Yeah. It's the year of Brolin, you know? That's, <clears throat> that's a thing. It just kind of happened organically. It did... I don't think this is a spoiler, but I, I wasn't paying enough attention. I've only seen it once so far. Did did he ever get call him Thanos? Uh, he called him. I think he called him Thanos once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had just an offhand remark. He's like, oh, "Listen, Thanos." Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he just, he just peppered it in there one time, kind of like in the middle of a sentence. He didn't lean into it too hard. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I mean, that's, but Which is appropriate. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like it's one of those things where it's like they, they wanted to do it, but they didn't want to overdo it, and it's a little bit fan service as well, so they just kind of threw it in there subtly, like yeah. halfway through the movie. Yeah, you see, it goes to show how they well they pulled it off, because I can't even really remember the line. Like, it wasn't one of the big, obvious lines that sticks with you, you know? Mm-hmm. I, speaking of hilarious lines... Um, I'm pretty sure it was even mentioned in the trailer, but 
he said something along the lines like, "Oh, you're so dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe?" <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I saw that in the trailer. I was like, "Wow." <laughs> they got away with saying that, and then they said it in the movie too. I figured maybe it was something that they, you know. I'm got, glad that made it in. I am. I am too. I was very pleased. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the Deadpool banter is on point as always, and uh, yeah, um, I mean those are the main characters that people would know from the trailers, and keeps things from being spoilery. It's basically Deadpool, Cable, Domino. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, other general thoughts. Um, I would say that they outdid themselves with the uh, the stinger at the end, the the post credits stuff. And for the record, there are two of them. There's the immediate one, and then like the one at the end. So stick around, folks. I can't remember what the second one. What what I remember what I remember one of them. I can't remember what the other one was, but we'll deal with that in a second. Here. Yeah, we'll deal with that in spoiler territory. Okay. Um, let us off then towards spoiler towards spoilerville. Population us.
Alright, welcome to spoiler territory. Woo. UK has been warned. Um, going forward, we will be talking about the movie in more words. Um, and if you haven't seen it and you care about spoilers, turn back now, I guess. So, Deadpool um, is actually Wade Wilson. I know, right? <laughs> Shocking. So, okay. Let's go back to the end, end credits I see. I remember where he... They fixed Cable's time thing, and he went back in time and killed Ryan Reynolds and... <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> As he's considering the Green Lantern script. That was just... Yeah, um, and... <laughs> uh, and, you know, does all the other things. And now, that was the big thing. There was just... I There was this... Uh, now I can't remember, but there's like a smaller thing before that, I think. They did a little thing, and then they did the involved thing that you're describing, where he used the time machine to uh, like, Yeah, fix I'm thinking all that stuff. the first one was just him getting the time machine. Maybe. Wasn't it? Maybe. It's probably related. I'll, I'll have to, you know. See you have again. to wonder, though, you know, he went back and saved What's Her Face. Oh, um, his uh, Vanessa? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, did that movie even happen now? Well, I mean, now we're getting into the, you know, the common... I mean, These timelines are getting confusing. Yeah, Deadpool will be the first one to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that was a reference to the uh, the McAvoy Stewart thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, just time to go see Professor. Which one, <laughs> Stewart or McAvoy? These timelines are so confusing. <laughs> I, I think it bears mentioning that um, people are wondering because the first movie. He made that crack about, oh, hey, how can we only ever see two of these? Big mansion. It's almost like the studio couldn't afford to get more than two X-Men. Something like that. They got a third X-Men! Yeah, well, uh, I was going to say the, the little gag where, like, the entire group of X-Men were, like, hiding from him in that room. That was amazing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> You yeah. had, like, Professor X and Beast and, like, five others. And they're all just kind of, like... Slowly closing the door as he approaches. <laughs> Wasn't that also in the end credits scene? No, no, that was during the movie. Oh yeah. When he when he was in the uh, mansion, like, oh, just yeah. kind of walking around, like telling off people, like he was like, you know, what gives, and like where is everybody? And then there's it cuts to that room, and there's like like six to eight of them, I think, and they're just kind of like looking, like like I oh shit, he's coming this way. And I need to see that room. movie again. It's great. There, there was so much that I missed. Uh, that, that is one thing that, that, that I do love about the about the Deadpool movies specifically. Um, they are they very much bear up under multiple rewatches because you catch something new right. pretty much every time. Yeah. Um, now that we're in spoiler territory, oh holy shit balls! It's the motherfucking Juggernaut. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It's such a better portrayal than that stupid ass uh, X three uh, version of Juggernaut. Yeah, I'm the Juggernaut have, bitch. I would have liked them to make a Juggernaut bitch joke. Still, I mean, the best thing, the most they got was I'm the motherfucking Juggernaut. Yeah. Well, actually, it's the motherfucking Jugger, Juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. Fun story. Juggernaut was also played by Ryan Reynolds. What? He uh, he did the primary. He did the, the he did the mo, the majority of the mocap. I did not realize that. Mm -hmm. Huh. And also was the voice. 
And by the way, um, there's a there's a rich history of Deadpool pissing off the Juggernaut in the comics. If people want to look at some of those back issues, <laughs> one of my first uh, my uh, introduction to Deadpool um, in the comics was a little series called The Circle Chase that I think was four issues long and uh, had Juggernaut and Black Tom uh, featured in it um, prominently. And there's one point where uh, Deadpool is. Uh, pissing off the Juggernaut while, uh, and this is such a hilarious visuals, the Juggernaut on a regular commercial airplane, like flying somewhere. <laughs> it's, it's like Shaq and a VW Bug or something. It's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, he's like, you know, they're going back and forth, and like, basically he uh, he gets the Juggernaut to jump out of an airplane. Of course, it's the Juggernaut, so it doesn't matter, but it was an amusing little, you know, <laughs> exchange. By the way, uh, what a throwaway thing with Black Tom. He's like some dude in cornrows that gets killed, by the way. Like, doesn't he get killed? Was he in this movie? Well, not the real Black Tom, just some douche they call Black Tom. Remember, he's making the jokes about him because, you know, he's a white guy and, like... I can't, I can't remember exactly what the lines were, but... I don't remember that, but then, uh... I forgot about Black Tom until like just now. The like the comics character. He was in the so. he was in the prison that they got sent to. He was uh, he was at the table. Oh yeah. And then like he 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 reappeared a little later when they were like transporting the Juggernaut and stuff. But yeah, no, it was just like this throwaway reference, and then like he winds up getting killed in the process. I'm I'm pretty sure towards the end. Which that I was, was not kind of... officially Black Tom Cassidy. No, but they well. Called him Black Tom, though. Yes, he was called Black Tom, but that was not the Black Tom. I would like to think not. <laughs> but yeah, it was just kind of a weird, like, thing to throw in there. Um, yeah. But, you know, obviously they don't take things too seriously, considering <laughs> they built up, uh, quote-unquote, X-Force through, like, a montage-type sequence, and then, you know... Uh, unceremoniously had Killed everyone. die in comical ways because of the parachute mishap. By the yeah. way, best for uh, best member of X Force, Peter, by far. <laughs> you know, you gotta love that guy. He's like, hey, and, and saw I saw the added. Sounded fun. I'm here. <laughs> it was really just to pick, piss off uh, Mohinder, but uh, yeah, yeah, trolling Mohinder. Now, um, there I have one. Major gripe that I need to that I need to get off my chest here. Okay, Shatterstar. Uh-huh. It's from Mojo World. Mojo World isn't a planet; it's an alternate dimension. <laughs> they refer to it as a. Planet. He says, "I'm from the planet Mojo World." No, you aren't, because yeah. Mojo World isn't a planet; it's an alternate dimension. It's an alternate Earth. <sighs> well, maybe they made a planet in this version. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, you don't know if it, it's hard to say if that's simply uh, a stupid oversight, like you think it is, or well, I would I would assume it is because what purpose would it serve to change that little detail? Well, no, the the, the main reason they said the Planet Mojo World, and here and and I will grant this because it, it's really fan wankery of me, but right, um, the reason they didn't try to explain Mojo World is because it takes a fair bit of explanation if you don't just call it another planet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that it just works better <laughs> for the... You know. But still, 
It's not a planet. <laughs> we're from the planet actu- Mojo. Actually, it's an alternate dimension. I'm from the planet Mojo. World. Comic book guy from the Simpsons. Like he's kicks planet on. Planet Mojo World. Although, if they're going to make Mojo World canon, I would love to. I I, I want to see uh, Longshot show up at some point. And have him and Domino have a luck off. (laughs) (laughs) Because their superpowers are identical. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, the X-Force thing. Um, I did not see that coming. They killed everyone. It was hilarious. And it made it so much funnier. But, like, it was great, like, as it was happening, like, the dawning realization that they are going to kill everyone. I was like, wait, are they really going to... Okay. <laughs> it Holy just shit. kept escalating. They're, they're killing everyone except... Do- <clears throat> I, w- I was actually kind of... I was like, are they going to kill Domino, too? Because that actress... Her power is awesome. luck. Yeah. So how would she die, you know, from that situation? That's a good question. She's basically immune to it. Yeah, I know. She landed exactly where she needed to because yeah. lucky. Exactly. But yeah, that was hilarious. And God, that that weird... I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy that spit the acid thing. Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. <laughs> it's just a great name for a superhero. It, well, it's even better for a villain, I think. It sounds ominous, you know? Yeah. But still, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are quote-unquote heroes. They're more just like, you know... Mercedaries. Mercs, yeah. But, you know, that's fitting, because... Deadpool does the whole... Uh, there's a whole comic series of Deadpool forming a group of mercenaries and stuff. But yeah, um, that was... I was going to say, that was just a weird... That's just a disgusting, visceral thing where, like, Peter's trying to save him and then, like, he spits the crap on him and, like, his arm dissolves. And... Yeah. <laughs> so you had to go back and save him. Yep. <clears throat> I love how Peter's the first one that he makes a point of saving. Does he actually save? No, he doesn't save any of the rest. Anyone of them. else? Just saves Peter. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Mohinder. Uh, I did not expect that. Uh, first of all, I thought he was just going to be a little cameo, like, "Hey guys, remember Mohinder?" But he was actually in the movie, like in several scenes. Yeah. And uh, they're always, you know, he's basically like the intern at the uh, the Merc Clubhouse, you know, yeah. making him like, you know, mop up all the disgusting crap. Saint Lucy's. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. They hire Peter, and he's like, come on. <laughs> I thought it was pretty obvious at the end where they're setting it up for that creepo guy to get hit by the taxi. I was like, well, clearly Mohinder's going to come out of nowhere and kill this guy. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> so that I did see coming. Yeah. But, yeah, Mohinder's great. I didn't anticipate the whole, like, dark, like, oh, hey, I want to be, like, an assassin or whatever, you know. I mean, granted, he abducted that dude, but... Still, I mean, I thought that was a throwaway joke, basically. Yep. He's kind of like a, uh, he's kind of like a Deadpool groupie. Yep. Did he ever pay him for any of the taxi rides, by the way? No. <laughs> I wonder if they even pay him for the interns. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> he's just kind of like, it's kind of, you know, he's like that little uh, dog that, Jumps up and down next to the big bulldog in the old cartoons. Hey, Spike, what are we going to do today? It's just pathetic. But, you know, that's Except Spike liked that dog. Good point. And treated <laughs> him nicely. They don't even, yeah, they don't even pretend to, like, give a crap. <laughs> they have a Weasel just, like, constantly giving him shit. Which was another one of those, uh, like, 
more of the same things from the first movie is all the crazy stuff that they would the analogies they would use and all the you know all the well, dialogue. Well, and, and and the best part <laughs> of it is you know that when the deep that when the Blu-ray comes out on that. Oh yeah. There are going to be about seven million takes of him vamping. Yeah, T.J. Miller is like notorious for like coming up with so many different things off the cuff. <laughs> there were like thirty different things that Deadpool's face looked like. Right. They picked three of them. Right. <laughs> for the actual movie. Yeah. And there, mo- and most of them are in are are included in in, uh, in extra material on the Blu-ray. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely going to grab the Blu-ray for Deadpool 2 when it comes out. Yeah, me too. Uh, but yeah, it's um, I, it's so it's so chaotic and weird, it's hard to kind of like organize your thoughts on Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say another um, big component of it that, that bears mentioning is um, how they handled uh, Vanessa. Because at first I figured they were going to come up with some reason to have her not be in the second movie and then I saw that she was going to be in the movie in the trailer and I'm like okay this is interesting I wonder how they're going to handle this and they like immediately kill her off basically mm-hmm. but then they retcon that at the very end as well with the crazy time travel shenanigans and I, I have mixed feelings about it you know it's kind of like I get why they did it because it's like what are you really going to have her do yeah like what what is like you know they don't want to like have her just kind of like be around and not have anything to do or say and they obviously they don't want her to be this like a damsel in distress like Again. they want her to have agency and be an interesting character yeah. so it's like they basically made the calculus like okay well we don't really there's already so many characters so many things going on we don't yeah. really have room for her there's not really anything for her to do yeah so they just had her be the motivation for Deadpool yep and kind of help so they fridged her at the beginning of the game of yeah the- they fridged her right away <laughs> But um, there were some theories uh, going around in the theater um, that maybe what they were going to do um, was show up, Fridger like they were going to, and then introduce her, and then have her survive by accidentally copying Wade, Wade's superpowers because oh, and she's becoming, supposed to be becoming copycat. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um, that of course did not happen. Yeah. Well, that would be a very... It would be hard to kind of squeeze that into the movie. Uh, but it is an interesting idea. It's creative. I like it. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. I don't know if they're ever going to actually have her be a mutant or not at this point. Because now she's been in two movies, and they haven't even alluded to it at all. Yep. I mean, I feel like kind of... Like, I kind of feel like at this point, if they haven't already, they're just not going to. Yeah, probably. Which is okay. It's not necessary, but... No. You know. Can you... I mean... Wow. They already have like all this crazy sex. Now that she can take the if if she could take the appearance of anyone, like the sky's the limit with Deadpool, right? I mean, he would he would be like asking for B Arthur and stuff. Like it would be really weird. It would get really weird really fast. It's <laughs> Gordon Weaver. Don't forget to Gordon Weaver. Yeah. Um. Yep. Probably have Keira Knightley and um, Hugh Jackman in there as well. Yeah, there'd be a lot of weird requests if that were the, the case. This is true. <laughs> this is very true. Keira Knightley, she's got range. <laughs> Always wanted to fuck Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> well, that was that was what was so funny about this. The, the, I remember when in the first one, like they, he gave himself like this weird like compliment insult. He's like, "What do you think, Ryan Reynolds?" is known for his acting ability. Like, he's calling himself handsome and untalented at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He always comes up with interesting ways to kind of position that stuff. Well, to be fair, 
Comparing Ryan, uh, Deadpool to Ryan Reynolds goes back to the comics. Yeah, the whole, uh, what was it? It looked Ryan like, it, like, it looked like with the a sharp love hay. child of Ryan Reynolds yeah. and a Sharpay. Well, the, I, I'm sure you're probably aware since you're referencing it, but that is actually what brought his attention to Deadpool in the first place. They, I was not actually aware of that. Well, I probably was aware of that, but I forgot. Yeah, they, they mentioned it in the bonus materials on the first on the first movie's Blu-ray. Like Ryan Reynolds was doing the interview, and he's like, yeah, you know, like, I hadn't really heard of the character much until somebody brought it to my attention that they name-dropped me in the comic, and then he's like, he read it, and he fell in love with it and really liked the character. Um, <laughs> became a big fan ever since. Um, so, yeah. Oh, geez, what um, else? Oh, something I noticed that I wanted to mention... I don't know if you had seen it. Um, in the big final fight, do you notice that Deadpool had been had 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 just duct taped his suit back together? Oh no, I don't think I caught. Yeah, that. No, there's this nice big line of silver right across the middle. Okay, where so he got right where he got half. cut in half by Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a nice touch. See, it just goes to show you watch the movie one time, you're gonna miss stuff. There are also okay. some spots where he had been where um, where Cable had shot him. Yeah, and he had missed the bullet. No, that was one of my favorite gags, by the way. Is they do they do this straight up like scene from X Men Origins where like uh, Deadpool is like slicing all the bullets and stuff like down to the shot where it's practically frame by frame the same. Only he doesn't actually do anything; he just gets hit with all the bullets. Well, he hits some of the bullets. Yeah, a few of the bullets, I guess. Yeah, yeah but that was hilarious. I like I like that quite a bit. That whole that whole fight on the on the. Uh, uh, armored transport or whatever was really well done. Um, yeah, I thought that was great. And of course, um, it's not you know it's not extremely surprising, but um, I feel like they did a good job of capturing the uh, frenemy dynamic with Cable and Deadpool, where it's like Cable shows up, they're immediately at odds, they're immediately fighting, they have this back and forth, and Cable's you know a much more serious person, so he's got this foil for his personality. And then obviously crazy things transpire, and they're forced into this like uneasy alliance of sorts, and that's essentially the comics in a nutshell. Is you know the whole Deadpool Cable thing, where it's like they become this odd couple. Hell, they even had a whole they had a fifty issue run. Deadpool and Cable, or Cable and Deadpool, depending on which version of it you get. That's what's funny to me is that like that that series is both simultaneously known as Deadpool and Cable and Cable and Deadpool. <laughs> like depending on which run of it you get, or like which like well, you where got you look cover or not. <laughs> yeah, well, because <laughs> I, I remember I was like looking for it once, uh, and I was like, why can't I find this? And I was looking at is Deadpool and Cable, and then when I did Cable and Deadpool, it was like came up immediately. <laughs> I don't know, it was weird. Because uh, they, like, in, in a comic shop that I found it in originally, it was, like, under the umbrella of Deadpool. And they yeah. considered it a Deadpool comic because they led, they called it Deadpool and Cable originally. And uh, Anyway, long story short, I got the trades, pieced the trades together via Amazon, and I've got the whole run now, and it's really nice. good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a good example of, like, combining the ridiculousness uh, and then also tackling, like, serious actual like issues and stuff and like thought-provoking stuff because the the TLDR version of it is that um, Cable becomes this like messiah of sorts where he has these like crazy strong powers and he's trying to create like this whole utopian like society and he comes up with his own little like island and like invites all these mutants to come and stuff and like um, there's even an exchange with him and Captain America it's super interesting and it just goes into these goes into a lot of complicated themes about like you know what people like how society should be what people value and like you know 
Well, Cable's always been a terribly powerful mutant. The problem is he has this, like, techno-virus that's consuming his arm and right. eye and such. And so most of his psychic powers are focused at keeping that shit contained. Right. <laughs> well, and, and they, they address that, and they kind of... It's interesting, like, they have this whole thing where he kind of, like, loses his power so that he's not completely OP, but then he finds, like, these ingenious ways to, like, emulate the powers through, like, technology and, like know-how from the future and like the whole like manipulating the technovirus so like for example he has the like psionic abilities where he could just like do crazy telekinesis and like uh, telepathy and stuff mm -hmm. and then he loses most of that but he like basically jacks into the internet and can basically like get all the information that's ever on the internet ever and, and actually process it in a meaningful way in a short amount of time so it's like he essentially has telepathy because he knows everything about everyone all the time more or less <laughs> so like he comes up with these weird ways to like emulate the powers that he had and it's crazy interesting I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent but I was actually really kind of glad that um, this cable was apparently not really from Age of Apocalypse yeah um, well, and you gotta keep it. You gotta keep it like within the bounds of the movie. Like, they he was powerful, but he wasn't like he didn't. No, have... no, I mean like the future he was from did not appear to be the Age of Apocalypse. Oh, you just mean the timeline? Okay. Yeah, the timeline Age of Apocalypse. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they don't. They don't want to make it too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell, that's like you know. He's just it... from. He's just from dystopian future number twenty three. And they don't, even, they don't even address the fact that he's uh, Cyclops' son. Yeah. But yeah. Well, Cyclops and Jean Grey. But... Right. Yeah, there's no... His really... actual name never comes up. He's yeah. just called he's just Cable. Cable. Which is fine, because, I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. Nathan Summers. I don't know. I mean, he called him Thanos once. What's <laughs> <Is> that? <laughs> yeah. But... That's referencing extraneous material. <laughs> I feel like Deadpool can reference anything that he that that doesn't exist within his actual universe, but he shouldn't have access to information that actually does exist within his universe. Yeah. I feel like if you want to get the character the keep him consistent, right. He can't just randomly know that that's Nathan Summers. He can only know that he's that that Josh Brolin played Thanos. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know it's a balancing act with all the crazy meta-ness. Yeah. Um, I think they do a good job with it. Um, I the, mean, you could try to like you could get too ambitious with it, and it could wind up falling flat. Like, there's uh, a lot of Deadpool comics where he straight up has two different voices in his head, and you have like the white bubbles of text and the yellow, and the yellow bubbles. bubbles. Yep. Yeah. Or the little bylines, the little rectangle things, you know. They're not all bubbles, but... I wonder if I still think in the yellow boxes. Yes, I do! <laughs> I missed you, yellow boxes! <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there's some great material there, but sometimes it can be a little, you know, too much. Um, by the way, uh, a good example of that, um, this was before, even before the first Deadpool movie came out, there's this great uh, fan movie called Deadpool A Typical Tuesday that you can see on YouTube. And, uh... I think that they did a fantastic job of capturing uh, the feel of a lot of the comics before they even actually had the Deadpool movie. I recommend checking that out. It's like, uh, I want to say it's like half an hour or so. It's not like a whole feature-length movie, but it's like a longer short, I guess right. you would call it. Uh, and yeah, there's some there's some great uh, material there with like Domino and other smaller characters from the, the verse. 
I, I was a little disappointed in that. By the way, that they didn't have a Bob reference in Deadpool two. Remember Deadpool towards the end? Yeah, Hydra Bob. That random guy is just like Bob. Is that you? <laughs> now remember they they only say Bob. Apparently they don't have the rights to do Bob from Hydra. That's what I heard. Well, that makes sense because Hydra has appeared in Marvel, and this is still a Fox. And this is a Fox thing, yeah. Because because Disney hasn't quite yet actually bought. Fox yet. But they could still just call him Bob and ignore the Hydra part. Yeah. I was I was really thinking there was gonna be a, a shout out there and I was a little disappointed they didn't come back up again. I love that bit at the you know at the end and you notice that, you know, uh, he only knocked him out instead of killing him like he did everyone else, you know. He's mm-hmm. like, Oh well back to back to work and he just like, you know, punches him out or something. He just knocks his ass out. Good old Bob from Hydra. Bob from Hydra. I, I feel like he should have uh, I I feel like they should have called him to be part of X Force and had him oh, and had him also get killed. Well, no, no, and had him just be busy. Oh, like okay, yeah. <laughs> hey, Bob, I'm putting together a team. You want in? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Wade. I got, a, I got a gig. <laughs> oh no, even better. They could they could reference the comics where like he's always like this henpecked husband mm-hmm. who is always. Like, <laughs> they could have like he'd be like Bob, get your ass over here, like take out the trash, mow the lawn, or something. He'd be like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm busy, man. <laughs> just like rush off to you know. Yeah, that, that, was, I, I feel like if you wanted a Bob reference, that was what that, that was. What that would be a slick it. way of putting it in there. Yeah. yeah, just fix it, put it into the montage. Yeah, there. yeah. Have him just not have time to be part of X-Force right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just the most mundane thing possible, like house chores. Yep, which would be the luckiest launch? break for him. Is that a rocket launcher? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, X-Force. Um, Terry Crews was part of it, so that bears Yeah. I was, actually, I was actually really kind of disappointed that they just decided to kill all of X-Force. Yeah. Just because I would love to have seen Terry Crews get a chance to just... Terry Crews it up in that movie. Yeah, that was the thing. Is like, I'm happy that he was in there, but in the same, I don't know. Like, they didn't do anything with him. Yeah, he kind of showed up and he said a few, a few words, and that was it. Like, he made a face, said a couple lines, yeah. and then got killed by. What did he? Did he run in? No, no. Brad Pitt felt ran into the power lines. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was uh, you know, Vanisher, <laughs> which was just nothing. Until he appeared as Brad Pitt, <laughs> which I, I love that 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 was the special effect was that there was nothing there. Yeah, Zeitgeist <laughs> fell into the wood chipper. Yeah. Um, Although that's what I wondered about Peter is they don't actually technically show him die; they just show him lose his arm. No, he he was dead. Right? I mean, the understanding is that he's dead, but they don't actually show him die on screen. If that cauterized the wound. No, it was spurting blood. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how I didn't see that then. Yeah, it, he was very he was very definitively dead. Okay. It spurted blood for a while and then stopped. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I guess I didn't notice the... Uh, well, it's that. because it's Deadpool and you didn't, ha- you didn't have time to take everything in. Yeah, it's very fast and furious. Um, uh. Terry Crews, did he, did he fall into the helicopter blade? I think so. I think that that sounds right. I love too how they did the like, <laughs> they did the X Force thing where like X Force and they cross their their arms in front of uh, their chest in the shape of an X and then like, don't you think that's kind of derivative? <laughs> oh, it's incredibly derivative. Because <laughs> it's like there's so many different things that do that. You've got like the Wakanda Forever thing very recently, and then you've got like 
uh, the Wonder Woman arm cross thing, and you have like the stupid ass like Generation X wrestling thing in the '90s. Like, there's so many like little X in front of the like that motion is used for like. Well, not to mention also calling it X Force is incredible. Well, the, the main thing, yeah, because... the main thing is the the crack was about X Men, X Force, yeah. X Factor. There's so many X things in the Marvel. Yeah, it's, I mean, comics. But so I, even I, just I, the motion is derivative. I feel like he should have. I, I feel like another thing they could have done which would have been a fun little comedy bit, but might have been overdoing it, Yeah, would have been, we'll call ourselves X-Factor. No, that's taken. Um, <laughs> yeah. X-Captain, no. Um, yeah. X-4! <laughs> yeah, just go through like all the X's yeah. real quick. Yeah. And everyone else like has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. And didn't they, uh, didn't they like, did they run, did they say where they ran the ad? Or did they just say- Craigslist. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was Craigslist. Okay. Yep. No, I just, <laughs> just saw the ad on Craigslist. Thought yeah. I. <laughs> yeah, I love the mundane nature of it. It's like, oh, we need to put together a super team to do this big thing. A yeah. super mercenary team who's willing to kill people. Right. Craigslist. Put up on Craigslist. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And they also mentioned I gotta I gotta polish off the LinkedIn account. <laughs> oh yeah. Dust off the LinkedIn account. Yeah. Oh, there's some uh, some other. Uh, some other things that we haven't really touched on. Uh, the return of Blind Al. I thought she was great and, and Deadpool too. Blind Al's very fun. And uh, they uh, <laughs> they have that. There's that great scene where like most of the cast was in one room together, where you had like Deadpool and Blind Al and Weasel and Cable shows up and uh, just that exchange. That was the point where like he had been torn in half and was regrowing his yep. legs. <laughs> he had the little baby legs and the little tiny dick. <clears throat> yep. I feel like the dick was a little gratuitous, but it was gratuitous in the first one, too. Yeah, so, so what do you expect? <laughs> but yeah, it was just, just seeing Cable react to all that insanity was pretty great. And you kind of see how, like, I, I like the evolution of him where, like, slowly but surely over the movie, he, like, begins cracking, like, kind of cracking some jokes, like, kind of being a little sardonic, like a little, you know, like, kind of feeding into it a little bit, you know? Like, just being a bit of a smartass, but not, like, goofy, like, way it is. And, uh, yeah. Um, it's because Deadpool's a bad influence on people. Yeah, pretty much. Of course, we haven't even talked about uh, Fire Fist yet, who's a big story linchpin of the whole thing. He was really the weakest part of the entire movie in my Wait, wait was his name Fire Fist? Flame Fist, Flame Fire Fist, Fist, Flame, I don't Flame know. Fist? It was a stupid name. Yeah. It was a bad name. <laughs> bad name. But, yeah. And his pen. Yeah. His ass. I don't know, like, he... I don't know. It's like, I'm conflicted because it's like... I found him annoying on a regular basis, but yeah. that's kind of the point. So it's kind of like, I'm like, good job, question mark? <laughs> you know? Um, My problem I was know. I had no... Re like... Deadpool had no real reason to save his ass. Yeah. To care at all. Because the kid was a douchebag. Yeah, he was. So that, that was actually really, I, I feel very much the weakest part of the movie was Deadpool's motivations. Yeah. It's like, why? So, so he, the kid was disappointed in you. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Yeah. It's more of a it's more of an overall thing that was just kind of like, um, 
It was just kind of like more of an overall redemptive thing that just kind of like that was just the avenue that it took, that it uh, was expressed to the kid. Because, you know, obviously he was working through all that shit with Vanessa getting killed and everything. Um, But yeah, I thought that was kind of thin as well. Um, Yeah, it's just kind of... I don't know. Like, I didn't really find him interesting at all. He's just a plot device. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean... There are other characters that can kind of be plot devices, but then they're also simultaneously, like, their own full interesting character, like Cable, for example. Like, he was a big, you know, uh, part of the plot, of the whole drive of the movie, but at the same time, like, he didn't feel like a prop. Like, you know, he was his own person who had his own motivations and stuff, and Mm -hmm. had a unique, like, aesthetic and demeanor and all that. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they kind of take some of those characters if they ever... And that's another thing that is kind of an open question is um, with this whole potential Disney-Fox 20th century merger, like, will there be more Deadpool feature movies? Like, why not? They make they make stupid amounts <clears throat> of money. That's what I would think. Uh, I would think that they would just uh, do what they've done in the Disney past. Disney wouldn't have put their name on it directly. Yeah, just not directly. But it's yeah. going to be owned by them. It would just be like... Was it Miramax back in the day that yeah. did that? They were essentially like the Miramax Dungeons. was an arm of Disney. Yeah, they were the they were the okay. Here's movies that we don't want tied to the actual Disney brand. Yeah, that we don't want the Disney brand branding on. Which is fitting, considering it turned out wasn't that the wasn't that a company that uh, Harvey Weinstein was uh, like instrumental in running? Was that his baby? Uh, I I couldn't. I forget all the Hollywood connections. It uh yeah, that all becomes because, a blur. But yeah, that's because it's a total mess. Indeed. Ugh. Regular cesspool. Yeah. But like speaking of Deadpool, I don't think I mentioned this during the actual podcast yet. Deadpool two had a bigger opening weekend than uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Um. Which had a bigger opening weekend than the entire domestic run of Justice League. <laughs> I feel bad for DC. It's because they keep making because they want to be as successful as Marvel, but they can't because they're doing it all wrong. Well, it's it's like it's the I mean they can it's just going to take a lot longer to do it's it. It's going to take them fifteen <clears throat> years, like it took Marvel. Yeah, it's like it's not it's not so much that they can or however like, goddamn many years it was. It's that they can't at this. Well, it depends on how you break down the phases. I mean, Iron Man came out in two thousand eight. Avengers so, yeah. came out in two thousand twelve. So yeah, it's going to take them ten years of building up their of building up a, a universe. Instead of just trying to be like, hey, look, it's the Suicide Squad. Yay, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. They just keep trying to rush everything. It's like, here, here's a big team up with a bunch of characters who, unless you've read our comics, you don't know. And if you have read our comics, you don't like this movie. Yeah. And then... Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's Sorry. Like, it, uh, uh, I've always liked but... DC. Well, and the thing is, they, they weren't even able to do the full original Justice League because they didn't have Green Lantern for obvious reasons, because they fucked up Green Lantern. It's like they shot themselves in the foot before they even got close to making the Justice League movie. Yeah. But anyway, we could, we could rant about that all day. Point is, um, please get your act together, DC. But don't do it tomorrow. Like, play the long game. 
Yeah. Focus on making good individual movies and then worry about all that bullshit later. Yeah, like, do a good Superman movie, which I, I mean, still would argue they haven't done. Well, I would disagree. I'm, I like Man of Steel. I didn't, but we've had this argument before. Yeah, well, it's, it's more of a discussion. Because <laughs> you disagree doesn't mean you're arguing. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just expressing a different opinion. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, that was a successful movie, though, that was not, like, you know, it didn't do bad either financially or critically. And they and, and that's true. And so in an objective have, way. And they could have built a franchise on it. Yeah. The problem was they didn't decide. They didn't try to build a franchise on it. They tried to make Batman v Superman as the next God. goddamn movie. Right. Exactly. And Orphan Fight was not a good movie. <clears throat> no, it's terrible. And so, I will argue that point with people. Yeah. Because I, anyone who says it was a good movie I tend to agree. is wrong. Kevin, you're wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I mean they have the ingredients there, like that. You know, it just happen. called out everyone named Kevin on the internet who, who liked that movie. Uh, yeah, they, they, they had a successful Superman movie, and they had a successful Wonder, Man, Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. And, of course, there were plenty of successful Batman movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, for crying out loud, the Dark Knight was amazing. Dark Knight trilogy was so good. But anyway... I mean, Dark Knight Rises was okay, but yeah. Batman Begins and the Dark Knight were so were good enough that the third one got away with being just okay, okay yeah. <laughs> and still making the trilogy so good. Yeah, I remember I was on such a high from Dark Knight that I saw Dark Knight Rises in the theater, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I got out, and I thought about it for a minute. I'm like, actually, that was really, really wasn't that good. <laughs> was it a bad movie? Like, it was entertaining in the moment, but it was full of holes, and there's a lot of things yeah. I could have done better. Like, I'm never going to rewatch The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I have no desire to rewatch it. I own Batman Begins and The Dark Knight that's, on DVD. That's the difference. Is you have no <laughs> desire to rewatch Rises. Anyway. I can rewatch The Dark Knight over and over again because Heath Ledger just oh, man. killed so the Joker so well. Yeah. Well, I mean, they say... Oh, speaking of... Yes. Uh, this Week in Geek, there has been rumblings and rumors that I hope are fucking wrong that they're trying to make a standalone Joker movie with oh. Jared Leto. Well, that, that's, that rumor's been going around a lot longer than this week. I only ran across it this week. Uh, it's been out there for like a month or so. Well, I only ran across it this week, and I hope it's wrong. Because he did a very bad job as the Joker. Oh, with Jared Leto? Yeah. Okay, no, that's that's a new rumor. With Jared Leto. Because they were saying that... Uh, <coughs> um, I never pronounced Or Leto, or whatever, whatever the hell... <coughs> yeah, whatever the fuck His last name's actually supposed to be pronounced. Everyone says Leto, so let's just say Leto. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix was going to... I was hearing that he was going to be doing uh, the Joker, actually. But regardless, I don't even want there to be a solo Joker movie because why? Like, he's one of those characters that it's like, the less you know, the better. He's supposed to be enigmatic. I don't want him explained. Anyway. And apparently, no, it's not even a rumor. It's been officially announced. Wait, Jared Leto? As Jared, with Jared Leto's version of the Joker. Oh, God. Do they learn? Apparently they learn No, nothing. they really learn nothing. They learn nothing from Suicide Squad. The, the, the person who was completely unnecessary in that movie to happen. You could cut him out of the movie and nothing would really change. Anyway, back on to Deadpool 2. <laughs> Enough DC digressions. That's a whole other episode. Um, yeah, I mean, Deadpool 2, it's kind of hard to, uh, <clears throat> it's kind of hard to, like, break down some of the stuff because a lot of it's just kind of, like, in the moment, like, hey, here's an interesting shot, here's a funny joke, and God knows there's no way to, you know, memorize all that Yeah, stuff. it's hard to dissect this one scene by scene because 
It's it's all over the place. As we established, our brains had trouble enough keeping up with it. We're constantly telling each other things that the other missed. Yeah. And, by the way, you missed. The- <laughs> oh, you didn't notice this blood spurting out. Oh, you didn't hear this line. Didn't you know? It's like. Yeah, it's like you didn't see all the X Men. It's a good one? excuse to in that in that, yeah, in that in three frame. Yeah, hiding from Deadpool. Yeah, that yeah. One, and that was the thing about that was that was why the the Brad Pitt thing was, was I feel worthy because yeah he's on screen for literally like twelve frames. Yeah, it was so brief I did not recognize him as Brad Pitt at the time when I when I saw it I was like holy shit was that Brad Pitt I don't know <laughs> maybe yeah. and then it was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, has he ever uh, has he ever played any character that has been able to become invisible or anything? Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was much more someone calling up Brad Pitt and saying, "Hey, you want to be in twelve frames of a movie? Well, yeah, we'll no, pay you a thousand bucks." <laughs> well, that's well. I mean, that's the whole gag is that like you know they're they're taking these big names and squandering them immediately. Yeah. So that just fed into the overall gag of like, hey guys, it's X-Force, and now they're all dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, huge box office star and all that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm... It's I mean, he hasn't been anything in a while. I think he's semi-retired. True. It's 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 interesting. Which makes sense. He has enough money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's always fun when they kind of... When people are good sports and don't take themselves seriously, I'm like, sure, why not? I'll get killed in ridiculous fashion and be on screen for two seconds. Uh... But I do agree that there should have been more Terry Crews. Yeah. Shame on them for not giving him a few more lines. Yeah, at least, yeah, just like have him say some stuff on the helicopter at least. Yeah. But yeah, Terry Crews, the world needs more Terry Crews. Hey, Wade. I liked Hi Wade Girl. Oh yeah, Yukio, yeah. Yukio. The- that was a funny little gag where he's like he would always like get all pissy or like make these kind, of, and then she would just be like Hi Wade, like, Hi Yukio. <laughs> he's just all cheery. Yeah. And that was a funny joke where, like, she was like, oh, what, I can't be with another girl? He's like, no, it's just that you're terrible. I can't believe anyone would want to be with you. Like, you're a total asshole. <laughs> I forget exactly what he called yeah, it, but he's just like, like no, no, I'm no, shocked I, that anyone's with your ass. Like, yeah, no, no, I, I lesbian I got from the first minute I saw you. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. <laughs> so what did you think of, uh, what did you think of Colossus in this one? Um... I, I don't, I'm a little conflicted. Yeah. Colossus shoving a power line up, up Juggernaut's ass says, seems a little out of character. Right. It's like uh, on the on the level of it being a Deadpool movie, it works. But like, would Colossus do that? Probably not. I mean, now to be fair, if you've read Ultimate X Men. Colossus is the one who kills um, the guy whose name I can't remember suddenly. Much to the shock and horror of everyone in the group, uh, except Wolverine, if who wasn't could, there at the time. Could you describe him? Maybe I know. The um, Charles Xavier's son, ability to warp reality. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know the guy's name either, but he's the dude from Legion. Yeah. Okay. Um, Vertigo. No, that's not it. I don't know. Anyhow, Google it. <coughs> Bing that shit. Bing. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Um. <laughs> Have you actually used it? Has it has it done you wrong? 
Or is this just the Legion? Actually, yes, it ha- and actually the character's name is Legion, too. That's the funny part. Okay, well, hey, I got it one. Yeah. Um, in the ultimate in the ultimate X-Men uh, imprint, which I really liked up until Ultimatum. Um I like the I like the ultimate imprint in general up until Ultimatum, which got really stupid real fast. Admittedly, I never read any of Ultimate uh, Fantastic Four, which apparently sucked. But I, I didn't really read any of those comics for the most part. <coughs> in any case, I just uh, heard various things over the years. But in any case, um, yeah, Colossus. They're fighting Legion or whatever he's called in that thing. I don't think he had an official name, um, but they were like, "We got to do something to stop him. Otherwise, he's gonna, you know." destroy reality so Colossus crushes him to death with the car ah yeah that'll um, do it <laughs> very very pragmatically just like well what he needed to die right well the if reality are, ends so does he anyway right yeah so what's the difference yeah well it was like but I was like I can't yeah, and like, and so like, everyone shunned Piotr for a while and was like oh that's stupid that's petty yeah it's like we, we don't kill people. And it's like, well, we needed to die. It's like, well, you know, uh, there's nobody to protect if reality's over, so... Yeah, it was it, <laughs> it, it was it was interesting, but, you know, that it, it played into an interesting uh, character arc, at least. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, Colossus... This uh, Colossus has always been a, a goody two-shoes to the nth degree. It's like... I don't know, it's like... He kind of... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to put into words. Like he's around, but he's not. He's mainly just like pout, pouting the whole time. Like he doesn't really do much until the fight. You know, like yeah. I don't know. And he decides, okay, well, I'm gonna fight dirty because Deadpool told me to. I don't know. Admittedly, that's how you. That's kind of how you have to fight the Juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. You can't you can't fight him because uh, well you know you can't take he's ten, the juggernaut bitch yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just like take ten paces and then try to duel the guy like he's gonna fucking steamroll you you got to come up with some out of the box way yeah. of shutting him down ringing his helmet with a with a thing like hitting like yeah. a tuning fork that that was clever yeah I did like how he was still like kind of thrashing in the water at the end and. You could tell he was probably going to get out eventually. Right, right. Because it's the juggernaut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyone who's steered the catchphrase. He's not exactly... You can't stop him. Yeah. You only slow him down. He is the unstoppable juggernaut. Like the uh, that Circle Chase series I mentioned, there's a point where he... Um, where Deadpool overturns a giant container of, like, molten metal... It's essentially like lava, and it just covers him. And he also has like this. There's like a shower of like blades and jagged stuff, like just crazy amounts of like damage that would just tear apart anyone. And he just walks out of it. Yeah, or runs out of it actually, because <laughs> it's like, oh hey, now you've successfully made the Juggernaut a flaming uh, giant mass that cannot be stopped. Like yeah. all it did is make him more dangerous. It's always <laughs> kind of the, the the eternal question in the X Men universe. So. The Juggernaut is charging at the Blob. Who wins? Oh, uh, yeah. That is, that is the quintessential... Unstoppable uh, force and versus the Blob object. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great... Of course, I, the answer is the Juggernaut because Spider-Man's picked the Blob up before. Like, has picked up and moved the Blob. Huh. 
in order to do so, he had to pick up some of the ground around him, oh, too. okay. So it's a loophole. Yeah. He moved the thing that became a platform yeah. to move him out of the way. Because the blob controls, uh, uh, has, locate, has directly locational gravity powers. That, by the way, that's the most boring power ever. More or less, right? It's, I, don't know. I can sit on my ass forever. <laughs> it's just—I like, don't know. It's kind of interesting. Eh. I don't know. The blob is just—I don't know. Admittedly, I haven't really seen him in comics per se. I've always just seen him portrayed in other media, like the X Men arcade game or like the the X Men Saturday morning cartoon show. Like, I've never actually seen him in the comics, so I don't know if there's actually anything to the character per se. But it's just they—they they always seem like he's big and super strong. He just played for laughs, so like yeah. I never really know anything about him. Like, yeah, yeah, so he's, he's big and super strong and super and super tough. He's, he's kind of—he's kind of a one-note villain. Yeah, he's inherently uninteresting to me because except in Ultimates, where he was a cannibal too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, no, that, that was where I—that was where I lost it. <laughs> You're like, all right, he ate no, the wasp. Man, what? Yeah, an ultimate ultimatum sucked. That sounds pretty terrible. It was. <laughs> he literally ate the wasp. See, I, I, I kind of feel like my my gut reaction is that Colossus was done better in the first movie. Yeah, I agree. Like, he just kind of... Well, and also the first movie was more focused, so I feel like it, it gave him more chance to shine, you know? Mm-hmm. Although I do... I, I, I think it's kind of weird that, like, he's always in metal mode. Like, even in the second movie... Like, what's up with that, anyway? Uh, it's easier than trying to find someone who can look kind of like Colossi- Colossus as a person. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It's, it's absolutely a budget and casting thing. <clears throat> when yeah. he's always in metal mode, you don't have to find someone who looks like like Metal Colossus, but smaller and fleshy. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they said as much in one of the bonus features in the first movie. I don't know. I kind of felt like... With a second, with a bigger budget and everything, they might do that, but no. I guess if people didn't really care in the first one, there's not really any reason to change it. No. Well, we're out of things to talk about, um, unless you can think of something else. And we're almost out of time, so. Uh, Let's see, we touched on uh, pretty much all the supporting characters Uh, Juggernaut, Colossus, Domino, Cable. The various X Force people, mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter Shatterstar. What was Terry Crews' character's name? He was he was uh, Impulse, I think. Something like that. He had like some sort of electricity. Power. Yeah, he had electricity powers. Where'd my phone go? Yeah, you like shut down the uh, like shut down the power when he was like auditioning or whatever, didn't he? So, no, he just said he had these cool powers, and everyone like and he was oh. like, okay, well, and people like, okay, it. cool. <laughs> ah. Sorry for that loud thump, everyone. I'm not going to be able to get that out in editing. I just knocked my mic- the microphone off the stand. I love how we start talking about, like, the electricity distorting powers or whatever, and immediately it's like, where's my phone? Oh, I'm knocking over the mic. <laughs> it's like just merely mentioning it. It's throwing everything topsy-turvy. Yeah. And Zeitgeist was the, the spitter. And, uh, yeah, those are just throwaway gag characters, yep. basically. Yeah, there's not a whole lot else to say, I guess. It's one of those things you have to see it for yourself, but just kind of overall uh, final thoughts, impressions. Um, it's, uh, 
if if you have a uh, if you have an IMAX, it's worth seeing an IMAX. But it's not like it's not one of those crazy big spectacle movies that demands that you see it in IMAX or anything. Like if you just have a regular theater, okay, that's you know it's not that big of a deal. If you don't manage to see an IMAX or three you know, D or whatever, of course, they I don't even think they shot the movie in three D. They didn't in the first one. Um, I don't know. It's possible, but I just saw the regular Bedlam. IMAX version. Terry Crews is playing Bedlam. Bedlam. Thank you. I, yeah, I couldn't put my finger on Which it. Which doesn't sound like someone who should have electric electricity powers. Yeah. That sounds like someone who should punch good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then Zeitgeist sounds like someone who should have psychic powers, too. So it, yeah. like, or some sort of like ethereal ghost type thing. or something. Which it, they mention as much. So so do you like have the power to... Uh, to to, to uh, tap into the collective unconscious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I can vomit up acid. <laughs> okay, well, that's cool, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, that's another thing we didn't mention is uh, <clears throat> when Domino showed up and they're just kind of like, uh, wait, luck? Like, you just things just work out for you? Like, that seems... It's like I don't believe you, or that seems stupid, or something like that. And it's like there's all this back and forth. And Luck isn't a superpower. Yes, it is. No, it's <laughs> yes, it is. And they're just kind of like, all right, well, you're on board. <laughs> it's just like I know. okay, and <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's like it's like they don't even realize what's happening in the moment, yeah. which is great. It's kind of like a Jedi mind trick without trying, without making any effort. Luck isn't luck isn't a superpower. It's also not very cinematic. And then later he's like, "Okay, I guess that was pretty cinematic." <laughs> when he finally sees her be lucky, yeah, like actually, because that's the thing, we as the audience got to see her be lucky all over the place. Right. He only got to see it once in the climax. It's like, okay, luck. It makes some sense now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wade is often the opposite where he is extremely unlucky, but it just doesn't matter because he just reconstitutes yeah. himself. <laughs> He's not lucky, but it'll grow back. <laughs> yeah. It just matters when it's, you know, uh, other people uh, paying the price for his shenanigans. Yeah. There's another theme of Deadpool, which is often why he pushes people away because he's worried he's going to get everybody killed. And it's not exactly an unfounded worry. Guys, I'm immortal. You aren't. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I also thought it was funny that um, <laughs> just another meta thing that I think bears mentioning is, uh, you know, we talked about with Infinity War how in the comics Thanos was uh, crushing on Lady Death hardcore, and that's why he wanted to do what he does. Yep. Uh, and then in the comics... Deadpool also has a love affair at death because he wants to be able to die and he wants to finally die. Well, not not only that, but Thanos is actually the person who curses Wade with immortality. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's that whole thing going on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just I love that connection, that meta connection where it's like uh, Deadpool and Thanos are rivals in that sense and then you have the guy that plays Thanos, Josh Brolin, become Cable and then Deadpool and Cable are rivals that are fighting and it's just kind of yeah. an interesting connection there, especially since they start the movie off by Deadpool blowing himself up in an attempt to kill himself because he's so distraught over Vanessa. Yeah. And that was quite the slow-mo explosion, by the way. <laughs> it was very gratuitous. I, I love how they just shoot... To, they, they don't even show how he got better from that. No, he just... The yeah. next scene... They just cut frame. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's better and getting drunk and pissing yeah. on the floor. Well, it's like, at this point, do you really need... Because yeah. it's like... Uh, in the first Deadpool, 
like he was like impaled on that thing and like the entire building burned down and then he's just gone so clearly like he was destroyed down to like almost the last molecule basically because there was no way he could have gotten out of that thing like he was stuck into that so you know that he had to like he had to have burned away completely to get out of that situation so they already kind of established that like he can be melted down to his very core and then just the tiniest bit I disagree with your reading of that particular situation but that is okay we don't have time to get into that during the podcast but you think he just kind of like got himself like cut him like cut himself enough well no like with with Burns he would get over Burns before he melted oh okay most likely the steel beam melted through him instead Okay, yeah. Given, well, given his healing factor. Well, that's true. I mean, they established with, like, the speed of the healing that before he would be gone, he would have, he's constantly healing. So yeah. he'd, the, the scar tissue and all that, it would just keep coming back. Exactly. So the flames would go out before he... That, yeah, that, okay, that's, that's my disagreement. That's fair, yeah. Uh, so... But regardless, <laughs> they just... There's no reason to, like... I mean, what are they going to do? Like, do a five-minute scene of him slowly coming back? Because they establish that it takes a while. Yeah, know? that's true. Because, like, they cut him in half, and, like, he has to, like, slowly grow all that because stuff. Because he has to grow... Because you can't stick him back together. He actually has to <clears throat> regrow. Well, even in the first one, you know, they have the whole, like arm situation because yeah, he cut himself uh, out of Colossus's grip yeah. yeah that was the handcuffs yeah that was a great moment but anyway yeah I think that's that's about all I got um, go see the movie probably yeah. see it twice uh, to get everything yeah see it's, if, if you are inclined to see this now I, I will couch this now that we've talked about it for an hour and a half yeah. in saying this movie is not going to be for everyone right it is lewd right it is it's Deadpool. Well, everything that is the first movie is yeah. in the second. So it's yeah. like, if this isn't something you're interested in, you're not going to like the sequel either. Yeah. And please don't please don't bring young children to this movie. Oh, God. Please don't. It is not a superhero movie. It just isn't. Just like the first one. Yeah, no, no. It, it's, it's, it's a... Yeah, just don't. <laughs> please don't. I don't know. They said it was a family movie, right? It is. But that family needs to be at least, like, 12 years old or something I, family I, needs to be at least 16 I'd say yeah I depending I watched on. movies like this when I was that age and I'm fine <laughs> it's it's a there's not a there's not a uh, there's no one setting there's not a there's not like in a in a perfect scale it depends on the kid in the situation you need to be emotionally you need to be emotionally mature enough to be to see the movie yeah, but regardless, it's like, yeah. Uh, please don't do that. That's not good. Yeah. All so, right. yeah. Well, um, we will try very hard to have more episodes more regularly. I'm sorry that we've been a little bit wonky in the upload schedule. It's entirely my fault. That's what I get for acting and working a full-time job. If you want me to be able to make this my full-time job, pledge to us on Patreon, hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> I'll get back on track. Yeah. We'll get back on track once the play's over. Um, the play's the thing. I've got an idea for a top ten that I need. I think I'll want to do at some point. Put it in my back pocket. All right, well, this has been Neil and... Mike. And no one else. And we'll talk to you next time soon on Geek Fanthology. 
This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It is brought to you by the letter M and the number 49. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. Interstitial this week was Burning the Clock Tower by Gario over at ocremix.org. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. We read everything. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please please consider supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website, or a recurring donation over at Patreon. A final thought. Oh, holy shit balls.